And we're back. Why does it sound like that? That thing echoed like forever. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the BS Show. Um, hope you guys are doing good. Before we begin, as usual, make sure you guys do check the description below for that Buzz TV. I took over that Buzz TV because, you know, everyone wants to be like next level. Bus TV. <laughs> they got some good devices. Check the description below. They got some pretty sick deals. They're actually going to have some exclusive devices that are going to be coming out. Um, I think now already. I yeah, think it, it, it already started. So make sure you guys do check the description. Get it before they're extinct. Yeah, because right, you know with Buzz TV, it's all these limited runs. Yeah. So. If you want to, oh. if you like their devices and you want a signature device, then make sure you check them out. And the new devices that are coming out, they're all coming out with Wi-Fi 6. They got some funky colors like they always do that are coming out right now. Some really, really nice devices that you can get for the holiday season that you might be able to gift to a family member or a friend. Or maybe someone will buy it for you. You can send them the link and the coupon code if you can buy it. And you also want to check out the description below for our links on the affiliated VPN services. This one below is running some really good promotions as well as some great features that they've recently added, like ad blocking capabilities, as well as a control tower that adds additional features like parental controls. The parental controls are really nice and you can control them from your phone, which affects all affected devices that are connected. So it's really interesting to change these features on the fly. If you don't want your kids to use something like Facebook or YouTube, you can turn it off from your phone. So check it out in the description below. <laughs> What's up with all these explosions? Well, um, did you know Amazon's had a fire the Amazon warehouse in Staten Island, New York had a fire? <laughs> Did they tell them to keep working like when there was a hurricane or whatever? They told them to keep working. Yeah. It's just and, a little fire. And there's, there was 80 people that were suspended because they refused to work. <laughs> 80 people. According to this, and this is from the WSWS.org. Um, I could pull it up here if anybody wants to read along. Um. Yeah, check this out. This is this is crazy, dude. So as many as eighty workers at Amazon JFK Eight Staten Island warehouse have been suspended after refusing to go to work in the immediate aftermath of a fire inside the facility. Management took vindictive action after around 100 workers at the facility, including representatives of the Amazon Labor Union, which won a union election at the facility in April, staged a protest in a management office and demanded to be sent home with pay because of unsafe conditions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. If, if it's unsafe, it's like, okay, there's just a fire in here. Did anybody fix it or did they literally say, all right, guys, it's out, get back to work? <laughs> Nothing to see here. Keep working. Keep working. Um, it said the fire started in a trash compactor inside the building around 4 p.m. on Monday. And this was back in early October. Um, well, at least the picture says the picture here was from October 4th. So I don't know if, if the fire happened around that time. It doesn't really give a date of when the fire started. I'm guessing it was going to be around that time. So, um as shown in several videos taken by warehouse workers and posted on social media. Ooh, now we need to look that up. <laughs> the blaze was significant and not isolated from the rest of the facility, a clear danger to those working inside. One worker, a store in the warehouse, told the world's uh, socialist website, which is the, the link here that we're looking at, on Tuesday that management responded to the fire alarm, initially told day shift workers to remain at their workstations. <laughs> remain calm. <laughs> Keep working. <laughs> Keeping workers at their stations during an emergency is apparently standard operating procedures at the JFK 8 
warehouse. The workers told uh, the article here that during past fire alarms, despite workstations powering down, management instructed workers to stay, and this is quoted, stay at your stations while we investigate. <laughs> Dude. I guess they don't want to cause mass panic depending on the size of the fire because I'm assuming the Amazon warehouse is massive, right? Yeah. Most of their warehouses are massive. So it's like if it's like a mile away and like it's going through the grapevine because I've worked in a lot of warehouses, you know, the the forklift drivers will tell somebody all the way at the other side of the building and then everyone freaks out and then like it may not even affect you. Like we don't know what size, like did somebody's lighter blow up in their pocket or was it a propane tank that blew up in the compactor? Like <laughs> what was it? Yeah, what was it? I don't know. And that's happened before. People have thrown propane tanks and compactors and blown a hole in the wall. Yeah. I. So I. Okay. When I used to work at a warehouse, I was doing the. The. The inventory reports. And it was for, um, have you guys ever, well, I don't know if you guys have it out there, but have you heard of Williams and Sonoma? It sounds like something I've heard of. It's, they have like very expensive stuff, like, like, like pottery and couches. And it's like one of those really expensive, like stores that you go into that has just like expensive crap everywhere, candles and all that crap. Um, so I was working there and shit i don't care like i i had i had my my boss so it's it's i only had to report to one person and then i had like a few people under me um and my boss says he heard a loud bang it was like it was loud it sounded like a freaking bomb and he says everybody just um what do you see He said, everyone just stay, stay at your desks. I'll be right back. And our desks were on the floor. Like, like we're looking at the warehouse. We're inside, you know? And I like, you know, he, like, he, he used to be in the army and he, he, I think he was in for like 20 years. So he's got like that, like mentality of like run, you know, run towards danger, not away from danger. Um, so I stand up and I'm looking and I see this dust cloud in the far end of the corner. And th- this was a giant warehouse, too. Like you said, like like these warehouses are like freaking miles long. This was like way on the other side. And it's straight down the thing. And I could see like this cloud just come up. And I'm just like, what the heck is that? And then everybody at my desk disappeared. <laughs> they all ran. <laughs> I'm looking. And then I see my boss running back towards me and says everybody get the f out <laughs> wow get the f down dude <laughs> so apparently what happened was one of the forklift drivers um he was putting something up and knocked down one of the shelves nice and apparently what fell um was a bunch of pots like giant pots and that's what the loud boom was because they were coming from so high up and when they landed it just you know the whole thing exploded um luckily the guy was fine luckily that guy was fine but dude it was like like it was like a domino knocking every single aisle down i was like i'm just watching it like oh crap and I was just helping get people out and yeah, they, they had to close down that warehouse for almost a month. Dude, it was almost a month that they had that thing closed down because they had to clean everything out and reset everything back up. And I felt bad for the staff because they had to go through all the stuff that was broken and not broken. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. You know, you've got to check your losses. Dude, it was horrible. I'm trying to find this video to see if there's a a fire. Um, there's got to be a video here somewhere. Ooh, is this it? I think this might be it. It's 
So this is this is the night shift, I guess. So after two hours of management, after two hours of management instructed the workers that it was safe to go to work, despite the warehouse reportedly still smelling of smoke and other unknown fumes, <laughs> other unknown fumes. Dude, what else? <laughs> what else would it smell like? They didn't know. They didn't know what broke. And then, ooh, this gets even juicier. Several workers are reported to have had trouble breathing, and even one person was sent to the hospital. Dude, that's bad. And 80 people got suspended for not getting their asses back to work. <laughs> well, how do we know it's safe? How wow. do we know? Ooh, this is interesting. There is a census here from last year. So according to a report by the Strategic Organizing Center in 2021, Amazon reported. Dude, are you kidding me? 38,334 workplace injuries in the United States alone. That's eight injuries per 100 workers. <laughs> yeah, because they, they don't treat them like humans, yo. 8% chance that you're going to get hurt when you go to Amazon. They're going to F you up. Wow. And dude, and, and that's not even the worst part. The injury rate at Amazon's facility increased by 20% between 2020 and 2021. So it's getting worse. I wonder what it is now. That is insane, dude. I can, yeah, that's nuts. Well, keeping on the Amazon topic, because tis the season, right? Aye, um, aye. So, I, according to this, and I saw I saw a few a few articles going around. I saw a few um, a few things like, like people are just saying like, "Ooh, this is gonna be sad of what they're doing." Oh, what is this? PlayStation's now in stock at Sam's Club. God of War. Samson. Samson. <laughs> um, let me grab this. I have a few people asking me, like, hey, can you let me know when it goes on sale? I was like, okay, hold on a second. Um, okay. So this is going to happen this week and probably into next week. This is crazy. Amazon is planning to fire 10,000 employees. Yeah, I seen that. Didn't it already happen? No, it's going to it's about to start. <laughs> it's about to go down. It is. It really is. Um. They're saying the overall number of layoffs may potentially be fluid. What does that mean? That they can come back later, maybe? Yeah, it's going to change. The shit ain't, it ain't staple. There could be a 30,000 or it could be 3,000. <laughs> Some people about to get the boot and they ain't telling you how much. Holy crap, dude. So. Who was it? Facebook just, just got rid of a bunch of people too. Facebook dude. was like, we're going to fire all of Canada. Boom, done. <laughs> All of Canada, dude. Not just Facebook. It was it was Meta. It was the Meta wing. Yeah. Um, or I guess uh, Facebook did, has Facebook officially changed their name to Meta. Like completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Meta. I wonder when the app's gonna say Meta. So, um, so Facebook slash Meta, whatever you want to call it, um, they did that ma major layoff. And you know who who the other giant was that did did, did the major layoff? Well, Twitter, obviously. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that. It was funny. Um, After he did that layoff, I seen I seen uh, brown people commenting like, why do you lay off all the Indians? <laughs> on, his, <laughs> on his comments and shit. It was funny. It, of course. I mean, that's not what happened, but I'm, I'm sure you feel that way. Yeah, of course. So according to reports, these Amazon layoffs might begin as soon as this week. And this article is, 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 well, you know, I think the first article that I saw was maybe like a few days ago. This article was from yesterday. Um, so this is all going to start happening now, like anytime now. If it hasn't already, it's, it's going to start now. 
So the NYT, so um, the NYT story stated that out of all the sectors anticipated to be impacted, Amazon intends to fire about 10,000 employees from its business and technical positions. And then, of course, they added the whole potentially be fluid. Um, the cuts, and this is quoted from a report, the cuts will be focused on Amazon's devices organization, including the voice assistant, Alessa, as well as its retail division and in human resources. If the if, if the report predictions come true, Amazon would reportedly fire about 1% of its global workforce and nearly 3% of its corporate employees. Dude, no one's safe. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're in the warehouse. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a suit and tie. Like the like 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 Vince McMahon, you're fired. <laughs> dude. It says the thousands, uh, dude, and it's talking about thousands now. Um, it's a 10,000 total-ish, but it's talking about specifically with tech workers that most of the most of those are going to be coming from the tech workers are going to be fired from these billionaire without notice should remind each and everyone that your job is not safe without a union, no matter what the industry is. I wonder if does Amazon have a union or they're about to have a union or they're no, trying to been trying to get one, but they're like, nah, you ain't getting a union in here. They're trying. How does that work? How does what work to get a union? Does the, uh... Like, so they, they usually like campaign to start one and they have to get a certain amount of signatures and usually by business by the employees. So the employees okay. have to vote in a union. And then usually what happens is if the employees start to get on board to get a union, then they'll close down the location that's like producing the votes and they'll shut it down. That's usually what companies do. They're like, oh, you guys <laughs> want a union? We'll just give you no job. Bye. My Felicia. <laughs> See if if the majority of these Amazon warehouses employees decided to try to unionize, like think about it. If there's if if there's a uh, I don't know a hundred warehouses in the United States, and eighty of them decided to unionize together, and I don't think Amazon's going to close eighty of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you also have to agree as an employee to set up a union that you want to make less money because you pay union dues, right? So that's yeah. where the give and take is, right? Like a lot of people are living pay to, paycheck to paycheck. So it's like, yes, a union is good for your rights, but what's good for your wallet? Can you, know. you afford it? Can you, can you afford the rights that you want? And it will cost them money. And unfortunately, that's the world that we live in, right? Yep. Um, so between April and September of this year, this is interesting. I didn't I didn't know about this. Did you know about this? They've already decreased their entire staff overhead by 80,000 people. I could see it. Between April and September, it's been like a slowly bleeding thing happening right now <laughs> yeah because a lot of companies are going through and they're like there's a lot of people they ain't doing shit like when elon musk took over twitter he fired so many people that he was saving the company like five million dollars a day and the company was still working yeah. what were they doing well, yeah exactly i mean i'm not throwing no shots like i'm sure they did something but I'm sure there's definitely more efficient ways to do things. <clears throat> it's crazy. So according to this, um, in going back to the meta, it says meta is going to start discontinuing some hardware devices after they fired 11,000 employees. And it's funny after that happened, the shares of meta grew in price by 7.7 percent a few days ago <laughs> and this is all brand new like this all just happened in, in in facebook 
Um, so in efforts to reduce costs, Meta has abandoned two incomplete wristwatch projects in addition to the 11,000 employees. Why are they getting into watches? They've been in watches for a while. Meta, right? Yeah. I thought they had a watch before. I don't know. I, I mean, it didn't sell. <laughs> Same thing like how many people know that Amazon has their own version of a Fitbit? Probably yeah, we know. Halo? Not a lot of people have it. Not a lot of people have it, but I want to say it's pretty popular. Like, like a lot of people know about it. You know, like Amazon, pretty much Amazon has a lot of things. Now, if you told me, if you told me, <clears throat> oh, man, Twitter came up with a wristwatch of some sort, I'd be like, what? <laughs> There's That's a social media platform. What the hell are they doing into smart well, remember Facebook tried to come out with the Facebook phone. Remember the Facebook phone? Oh, I remember that crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the hell? This is this is like almost become a what the hell episode. <clears throat> so it says the layoffs come at a tough time for Meta, the parent company of Facebook, which in late October offered investors fourth quarter earning predictions that caused its shares to fall more than 20 percent. Investors are concerned Meta's costs and expenses increased by 19 percent year over year in the third quarter to 22.1 billion. That's a USD. The company's overall revenues dropped by 4% to $27.71 billion in the most recent quarter, while operating income dropped by 46% to $5.66 billion. That's nuts. So through portal devices, Meta offered alternative for online video chats. Every portal video calling device already had the Alessa, Portal and Portal where it's launched partners in 2018. However, consumers device production has ceased as a result of this. So they, they're, they're not making these anymore then, apparently. The watches? The watches and this Portal thing. Yeah, because they went all in on Meta. Literally, their, 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 their VR stuff, that's their whole business now. Yeah. Have you seen some of the reviews on it? No. So you can connect it to like your laptop or your desktop. And then wherever you go, you can access your laptop or your desktop with three monitors, like virtual monitors attached wow. to it. It's pretty interesting. I've heard that it's a little glitchy and the resolution needs to be better and stuff like that. But what they're doing now, the innovation, it's pretty interesting. But I don't know if I'd bet your whole business on it. That's the problem that I have with them. Yeah, like you bet your whole business on it and then Apple or PlayStation comes out with a better version and then what your whole business goes to shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this thing also says about their smartwatch, Meta smartwatch. It says that it looked like an Apple watch ripoff, but it featured a bottom edge to edge gap with a camera. <laughs> do do any watches do any smart watches have cameras built in no huh i'm just tired of putting cameras on everything like no not everything needs the camera but an, but a watch kind of makes sense for a camera for what reason just to keep taking pictures of my nose hair dude aren't you a a, a, a trekkie yeah, but the whole beam me up, Scotty. Like, like, how cool would it be if you had a watch a, that, that doesn't that that like, and it had oh. a little hologram, and it, and it, and it you know, it no. popped up right. The little next level pops up on your wrist. No, <laughs> no, you don't like that. No, we're not there know. yet. We're not there yet. And we need no, to stop wasting. <laughs> no, we need to stop wasting money on technology that's not ready. I. I have a feeling. Okay. One more thing before I, I, I come up with a prediction here. Um, it also said that, says that that Meta is also delaying and poss possibly going to stop their glasses. 
Was that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It said so... they already delayed it. They already delayed the release of its glasses, and it might actually they might actually can the whole thing. So when when I was watching some interviews with Mark, you know, I'm just gonna call him first name basis. Wow. He his idea of the meta VR headset is it to eventually be a pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't I think don't... that they're squashing the glasses glasses. I think that the it didn't make sense as a as a business to make two separate products. Mm-hmm. So from what I see from his vision is that the VR headset will eventually become the glasses. Mm-hmm. So why have two separate projects? That's what I see. I think if it's more of a premium thing and they could do one a budget and then two B premium, why not? Yeah, but the technology is not there yet. That's, that's why not. That's true. We're getting close though. We're super close. Okay. So that's actually where I was going to head to with the technology not being there yet. From Okay, in the 1900s, all the way, and I'm talking about like from 1900 all the way to 1999, the technology, especially the last, the, the, those last respectively 30 years, 70s, 80s, and 90s, technology just accelerated in an insane rate out of nowhere. You know, in the early 1900s, people were people were still listening to like people with pianos and like live instruments. It wasn't like anything that you could plug in anywhere. And then they had those discs that they made that you could put on a, on one of those megaphones or whatever. <clears throat> but yeah, starting in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, dude, we saw the evolution of cell phones. We went from having a phone into a cell phone. Pagers had its own little thing going. Um, music, the way you carried your music with these eight tracks to cassettes, to CDs, to digital. Like 70s, 80s, and 90s, we saw a stupid increase of technology. And I and it was just insane. Um, as soon as the 2000s hit the 2010s and right now in the 2020s, the, the next 30 years, technology hasn't evolved as fast. I would even say if anything, what they did with the technology from the seventies, eighties and nineties is that they just kind of polished it a little bit where they made things easy, easily accessible. Like again, music where it went to digital now they started to, to create these apps that you could find a library of stuff. Of course, all subscription-based. Um, televisions, um, they went to digital where it's all live now. And that digital transition happened in the late 90s um, when it went from analog to digital. And people had to, had to buy that converter, that stupid converter thing. <clears throat> um, computers in the 90s were doing the what was it was it windows 97 or windows windows 95 windows 97 and then it was millennium and me yeah and 2000 yeah there was three different ones for 2000 i don't know why i want to say was it windows 95 that was like insanely good that it had like almost no issues and no like almost no bugs and yeah windows 95 was good that was solid yeah that was like one of the most solid like operating system we've ever had and ever, 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 ever since then, we've gotten some more bugs with some of these products. Um, as every time they come up with a new one with whatever Windows version we're in right now, there's always bugs. Um, but Windows 95 was just hands down, just killer. Um, so I don't know the evolution from then like like our within the the current 30 years i would say cars have evolved 
um a little bit but uh, but then again i'm trying to think of the 90s i think i think we had our first electric car in the 90s didn't we didn't, i have no did, idea and it I didn't, see. but the technology wasn't ready yet but it was there though I'm but, sure but probably th- that, that that that's what i'm saying starting from the 2000s 2010s and the 2020s all they've done is polished what was invented in the 70s 80s and 90s so for me the 90s was about desktop computer innovation Mm -hmm. that's when we really saw innovation because before then it was it was only like intel and then amd came around and then there was that 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 race and there was overclocking and like all that stuff but after the 90s is when my interest in desktop computers got overtaken by cell phones. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting like smarter <laughs> cell phones and doing more things with cell phones. And that was where it went for me. Yeah, <clears throat> I would say cell phones. I, th- I want to say the iPhone when oh, the iPhone came out in the 2000s, right? I'm almost pretty sure of that. Let's see, when did the first iPhone come out? <clears throat> yeah, June 2007. So the iPhone, okay, so there was apps in the early 2000s. In the 90s, there wasn't really much when it came to like these smart apps or whatever they're calling them now. In the 2000s was when the, when the iPhone was the first one that revolutionized applications like this like having a smartphone to do everything like you know like a, like what you call it a swiss army knife um your phone was doing everything and that happened in, in the 2000s and again it, it they they took an idea they took a concept that was already there and they just started polishing it up a little bit cell phones were the first ones or iphones were the first ones to produce this stuff what followed right behind them televisions they're like, hey, cell phones can do it. We can do it too. Let, let's 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 do the televisions. And then people were people were being bottlenecked on not able to add as many applications as they wanted because the the storages on TVs aren't just aren't built for that. So the birth of Fire Sticks, the birth of of Nvidia Shields, like all this stuff started to come out. Um, but the inventions, like. I'm saying it wasn't as major as how it was back then. You know what I mean? And I have a feeling, my prediction, because I know like smartwatches are 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 becoming a big thing now. Um, <clears throat> projectors are are we're, we're starting to see a, a a a more polished and more upgraded leap with projectors also, but. I have a feeling sometime in this decade at the tail end of, of the, this set of 30 years, I think something major is going to happen. And I think technology is about to take off again. I think we're going to see another boom with like exactly what happened in the seventies, eighties and nineties where you went from, I could take this a track and put it in my car and it's, it's portable to digital audio stuff you know remember uh what was it um bear share limewire like all those like pirated sites from way back in the day um that a lot of people were using those in the 90s like torrenting stuff was huge in the 90s so i don't know i i i, I can see these smartwatches having cameras built in even though you hate it and you say no it's stupid but it's not I, time I, yet I, I it's coming though i i think I think the technology is there. I think the quality is getting better. They just need to figure out a way how to shrink it. They need to figure out a way how to shrink it and still keep the quality, how good it is. And and dude, with the the way the way VR is happening right now, you know, the butcher, you know, said it best. VR is Right, VR right now is like how Atari was back then. Like, like we're 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 at the beginning of something big, and within the next thirty years, I think it's gonna be like these glasses. 
like the the movie Ready Player One. If you haven't seen that one, that's a great movie, Ready Player One. Um, I have a feeling holograms are about to start popping up more often now. Did you know you can go to the airport, and this isn't in every airport, this is some airports, and talk to a holographic person right now? I don't want to. <laughs> you could go up there and say, hey, where's Terminal 2? And they'll tell you, you know, please go this way or please go that way. Did you know in Vegas, I think also in San Francisco, I haven't confirmed if this is happening in, L in LA yet, but I know those two cities for an absolute fact that you could actually Uber a taxi mm -hmm. and a selfless, there's no person driving it, will come and pick you up. And it's not remote control either. It's, 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 you tell it where you want it to go. It pulls up its own GPS. The robot comes, picks you up. You get in the car and it takes you. It follows all laws, all, all lights, red, green, yellow, whatever you have, it, everything. 360 sensors, camera on top. Did you know right now in Japan, they are testing they are testing drone taxis where people could get into a giant drone and it will lift off and take you somewhere. This is being tested right now. It sucks when the future, we're just going to look like it's Jetsons. We look up, we can't even see the stars anymore. All we see is people drunk flying through the air. Because they don't people have to drive, drive, they don't have to drive themselves. It's just gonna be people throwing up above you. Well, people are already falling asleep on the wheel right now, and they're letting the car do the driving. Yeah, that's great. But like as of right now, the only <laughs> thing you have to be worried about is a bird shitting on you. Yeah, it could be a person in the next few years. It'll be the other way. It'll be us shitting on the birds. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. I think. Yes, it's it will be sad if the skies are filled like that. I think I think we're still some ways to go. I but I think I think technology is about to get another major boost on stuff like that. And I think we're I think we're right. It's it's like the 60s. It's like, hey, there's all these cool concept ideas about computers and about phones and um, music and whatever it was back then in the 60s. Um, but I, I, I think I think that's where we're at right now. We're thinking we're we're right at that cusp. And it's about to take off. Yeah, I, I really do think it's about to take off. Um, I got one more article here um, and it kind of states a little bit more on what we've been talking about already about Amazon. Um, so. This is actually kind of interesting because this gets a little bit more detailed on where the cuts are going. So we didn't mention that they are going to be hitting the Alessa unit, that division. The other division that they're talking about, and I'm actually kind of, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, if I'm surprised or not surprised because I'm not a fan of this anyway. But the cuts are also going to be hitting the cloud gaming division. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. It's sad. It's just because I, I'm excited for what they're doing in the cloud-based gaming world. I do think that retail-wise, customers aren't ready for it yet, but they, they won't have a choice in a few years. And I just hope that the cuts don't turn into shutting down. I hope that the cuts are made in an effective way to keep the business running because we've seen Stadia go away. Um, everyone's pretty much forgot about GeForce now. Who cares about GeForce now? GeForce who, right? Um, Steam's still around, but I don't find people talking about Steam as much as they used to, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm hoping that there still is competition going into the future because I do think that Cloud-based gaming is the future, no matter which way we look at it. So, yeah, 
it's interesting. They, 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 there's a person here that says, um, she remains anonymous, an employee of Amazon Luna was informed <clears throat> earlier this month that her contract wouldn't be renewed. And she went to pursue a full-time role in Amazon's consumer division instead. But then the interviewer canceled it for no given reason. Um, I, yeah, I, I think if people are on contracts right now, I think they're just going to say it's, it's the easiest way to let people go, not renew. It's the super easiest way. Just don't have to renew it. So this also says <clears throat> the job cuts represent a stark, I don't know, stark industry reversal for Amazon, which less than a year ago couldn't find enough workers to keep its warehouse staffed in a hot labor market and was still in the midst of a pandemic fueled hiring spree. It nearly doubled its workforce between the end of 2019 and the end of 2021 from 798,000 global employees to 1.6 million. Holy crap. That's a huge number, dude. That's a little bit more than double. Since then, it has moved to slow headcount growth as consumers have returned to physical stores and its retail business is no longer growing at a rapid clip as it has in recent years. Um, Olsovsky, Olsovsky, I think his name is, um, okay. he's, he's a CFO an Amazon CFO. Um, he, then, and I quote, this is what he said. We are preparing for what could be a slower growth period on a call with the reporters following the company's third quarter earnings results, which included weaker than expected guidance for the current period. And they're going to have to lay, lay off people, <laughs> you know? Well, it did say though, that the company is still planning to bring 150,000 additional employees for the holiday shopping period. Yeah. They're, they're temp, temp employees, right? Temp employees. All right. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it's kind of sad on what's happening. The Amazon Luna thing, like, you know, you know how I feel about it. I don't really, I didn't really like it before. I tried it. I played a couple games on it. Um, quality wasn't as good. You know, I'm used to playing on the PlayStation 5 or my computer and then going to the cloud gaming. It just looked horrible to me. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I understand that, yes, during the pandemic, more people were at stay at home. And because of those reasons, a lot of people were buying things online. And sure, they might need more people to work those warehouses to get products moving quicker. Um, but I would have thought that they would have had a a a plan B once everybody goes back to normal. You know what I mean? Like like once once because right now we're we're you know COVID's still there. It's not like it's not like it disappeared. It's it's gonna be here forever now. Like it's it's it, it's just gonna turn into the common flu or cold or whatever it is. Um, which is good the way the way we've been. I don't know if you want to call it fighting it or the way we've been taking medicines or the way we've been building our own immunities, like whatever it is, it's the, it's, it's becoming less, lesser of a threat every time there's a newer wave coming through. Um, and that's kind of what happened a hundred years ago. It, you know, the same thing happened a hundred years ago and they had their pandemic back then. Um, the world got sick with, with, with what, what it was the Spanish flu back then. And, yeah, people, everything that happened now, you know, like history has repeated itself. It's going to become less and less and less to the point that people don't remember. 
you know, like, like we didn't know about anything about us having a, a pandemic or about the Spanish flu until this one happened. Then it was just like, wait a minute, this, this already happened before. It's like, I know somebody that works for the company that created the polio vaccine. And I'm like, well, shit, what are you guys doing now? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I think, um, I think Amazon should have done better or, or understand that eventually people will be going back to the norm. You know, if that's going back to retail stores, going back to their old job or whatever it is. I don't know. I, I like, it, it sucks because now they're probably relying on this new job to say, cool, I found something new and, and it's easy or it's, it is what it is, or I like the benefits, whatever. Uh, so and now hey, I think we got to release people. What the problem was is that two years ago, every country pumped every single business and person with money, right? right? So artificially, every company was like, well, shit, we got bread. We're good. Markets are going up. People are buying our shares because the people have the money to invest in the businesses. They're like, we're good. So they, they wrote a lot of checks for the future, which they can't cash now. And now in order to stay afloat, they have to pay back more than the money that they received two years ago. So now what happens is everything gets downsized. And what we're waiting for is another technological boom. And I think that's going to happen within the next two to four years. So the next technological boom is basically going to be we've downsized to the point that if you want to create or if you want to keep your job, you now have to do something that's so above and beyond that it's it's changing our life. It's changing how our society functions. And once the people that are able to do that actually do it, then they start to create the jobs that can bring the people back into place. And I think that's going to take two to four years to actually happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It said this will be the biggest cut in the company's 28-year history. Everything that's happening within the next year is going to be the biggest, baddest thing that's ever happened. The biggest and baddest. That's that's just the way I see it because we're going through a recession. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to scare anybody. They're going to keep saying, oh, we're not in a recession. We are in a recession. If you we've like been. it or not. We've, we've been, been in a recession. And now we're getting reports of reportedly missiles hitting NATO countries and possibly getting into World War III. We don't know where the world's going. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. Try to diversify your income as much as you can. Just try to figure out how to hustle as much as you can just so you can survive the next two to five years. Yeah. Not going to be Crazy. easy out there. Yep. Well, <clears throat> do you have anything else before we start ending? Oh, man. Like, honestly, people got to keep their head up. If you think about somebody, check on them. Um, but I always tell people, never, never try to survive off of one income. If you try to survive off of one income, then you fall victim to the workforce. Every single time we either lose our job or we decide to quit, we always end up taking the very first job that says, I'll hire you and this is what I'm going to pay you. Mm -hmm. But if you have more than one source of income, then you can hold off until you have more than one company that's willing to hire you and you can judge and even negotiate how much you're willing to be paid, right? So you need to diversify your income as much as you can. Um, I always tell people to invest in their passions and their hobbies. I don't care if you make a dollar. If you want to make a painting and sell it for a dollar, cool. Then try to make $2 from it. Turn that $2 into $5. But you need to diversify your income. The other thing is, if you are not a hustler, cool. But if you know somebody that's a hustler, right, and you know somebody that has their own business or does their own hustle or whatever it is, don't hit them up for a discount. Don't do it. That's disrespectful. And most people on both sides of the transaction don't understand that it's disrespectful because the problem is, is that we keep 
our loved ones and the people that we care about stuck in the hood because these people could step outside of the people that they don't know who are willing to support their business better than the people that actually care about them. So if you care about somebody, support them in every way you can. Don't ask them for a discount. If I can't afford to do so, I actually overpay because we'll go to restaurants and we'll go to these places and we'll tip people and we'll tip people's businesses that we don't know. But how often do we tip the businesses of the people that we love and we care about? And most of you don't. You devalue them and you keep them in the hood. So just keep that mentality. Understand going forward that we need to support each other and build each other up. The next level. <laughs> yeah, next level shit right there. <laughs> it's like the audacity. You asked me to give them more money. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, honestly, like we we are so inclined to tip people that we don't know. But people that we actually know and we respect and we say that we love, we devalue them. Instead of tipping them, we ask them for a discount. And a lot of times, how many people, how many times you heard, how many times have you been in this situation where somebody knows that you do some shit, but they'll go somewhere else and then it won't work out the way that they want and they'll come to you to fix it. We should do another what grinds my gears episode because <laughs> we could probably talk about that like crazy. I have, I have just, so many stories on that. I'm just saying like, you know, a lot of us are hurting out here and it, it's in our hands to help each other. And sometimes it doesn't cost any more than what we're going to pay anyways out of time or money. Right. Mm-hmm. So just 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 be a little bit nicer to people and maybe people will be a little bit nicer to you. So stay tuned to the next Grinding Our Gears episode. <laughs> this should be a pretty easy one to, <laughs> to do. Um, we always appreciate you guys coming by. Let us know what you guys think of today's episode. Let us know what the hell you guys think about this Amazon nonsense. Um, but yeah, always appreciate you guys coming. Um, and yeah, you guys be safe with the holiday season. It's It's right around the corner and there's a lot of drunk drivers out there. So... Be safe. And yeah, next, what do you got before we go? Thank you guys for watching and listening to another episode of Beyond the Streams. Wherever you guys are watching or listening to us from, make sure that you leave us a comment or a review so other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy. Make sure that you also hit that like and subscribe button and turn that notification bell icon on because you never know where the conversation is going to go and you never know who we're going to have on. Until next time, we'll see you on the next one. Peace.